Voices from the Frontline, a new podcast from News Talk. Make sure to subscribe on new episodes. So today my day was very busy. We had much more presentations than we've had over the last few weeks coming in the door. I was working in triage um, where we sort the patients as they come into the department and stream them as best as we can. And yeah, it was a particularly busy day today. So I think these days patients are uh, definitely more anxious coming into hospital. They are dealing with, you know, they're coming in the door and their families are waiting in the waiting room or being redirected home or to their cars. So they're not seeing their families. So normally, um, you know, before COVID, they were coming in the door, their family member was accompanying them. They were allowed to have somebody sit with them in ED. Then when they went to the ward, it was visiting hours. All that has stopped. So we're relying on iPads and telephone conversations. And, you know, the elderly population, obviously the use of iPads and phones is much more difficult. So I think there's a huge level of anxiety around whether they'll see their family again or when they'll be able to speak to their family. And I think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from. When they come into our department, we become their family. We are their family, we hold their hand. If there's a procedure that's going on that normally their their son or daughter or family member will be sitting with them, it is us, it's the nurses that are holding their hand and minding them and reassuring them and providing that support. Um, And, you know, we're more than happy to do that. We're nurses. We came into the profession, you know, to be, to care for them. At the beginning, when we were watching videos from Italy and Spain and our colleagues abroad and listening to what they were dealing with, it was very daunting. The level of anticipation within the hospital was tough. It was tough to come into. You know, we were trying to support each other, but at the same time, we all had our own individual fears. The idea of our department being filled with patients on ventilators um, was a very real possibility at the time. But thankfully, that hasn't happened. In all of this, turmoil that's going on in the world and the new life that we're leading our colleagues are the most important people you know we support each other we work hard we pull together as a team everybody has their role from the housekeepers to the portering staff to the nurses and the doctors along with our senior management I mean there's some of my colleagues haven't been able to go home and to their home place so they're living in accommodation up in the city where their home place might be you know, 20, 30 miles away and they can't go home to their moms and their dads. You know, they're young nurses as well. And that's very difficult. So if it wasn't for the family that we have inside in the workplace, um, I think it would have been much more difficult to cope with. My, so my family worry if my dad could come down and pull me out of work on a daily basis, he would. And he tells me that often. I have three small kids. I have a, a three-year-old, a six-year-old and, an eight, and a seven-year-old. And my seven-year-old worries the most. The other two are very much oblivious to it. Um, I suppose we're in a different situation because my husband is a social care worker in Yall as well. So he's frontline, so we're both still working. We kind of both worry about each other. I know I had to send my, my seven-year-old a picture of me in full PPE so I could, and my dad so I could show them how protected we were so that, you know, just put their minds at ease as well. My biggest fears for the future is I suppose we're starting to lift some of the restrictions now, which is great for most people. But I suppose we'd have to, it's a watch and wait scenario. Will our numbers increase because of the lifting of the restrictions? How will we um, plan through the winter? How will we look after all these people on waiting lists who are waiting for surgeries? How will we reopen the health service in the broader, broader sense? They would be the things that I would worry about now. For me at the moment, it's important to do my job because first of all, I love being a nurse. I couldn't imagine my life any other way and coming in the doors every day, you know, I, there's never been a day where I've gone, oh, I really don't want to go to work. And that might sound really bizarre, but I genuinely love coming in and looking after my patients. 
my colleagues are some of them are the best friends you'll ever make I get a great sense of satisfaction and you know when you go into somebody who or somebody comes through the door and they're terrified of what's going to happen next and you can provide that reassurance and by the end of it you're having a conversation and they're laughing and joking you know it gives you that sense of satisfaction that you've you've made a difference to that person's day because they've come in and they've been so terrified but by the time they're going on to the next person or waiting for the doctor they get a sense of relief and you you're relieved because of that you know people talk about frontline workers being superheroes we're not superheroes we're doing the job that we love to do that we want to do and in our department some of the real superheroes are the ones that aren't getting the recognition things like our housekeeping staff there's some very unsung heroes they're gowning up as much as the nurses are they're wearing PPE as much as we are they're finding it as difficult as we are they're going home to their kids like they are doing Trojan work and they're definitely not recognized as much as they really should be Voices from the Frontline, a new podcast from News Talk. Make sure to subscribe on new episodes.